0: Hello, I am Crystal Grafton-Combs, and you're listening to Coffee Talk with Crystal. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you've joined us before, welcome back. This podcast is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Each week, I will answer a question asked by one of our members, and sometimes, like today, I will host friends and sisters to do the same. And today, I am with a very special friend and sister, Peg Crawford, past international president and all-time Wonder Woman <laughs> in AO5. Peg, welcome.
1: Thank you.
0: I feel like there are so many things that we could talk about, so I want to start at the beginning you are an AOPI.
1: I am. Talk
0: to me about how you became one.
1: I went to the University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana and I pledged in 1944. Was initiated in 1945. Had a wonderful chapter life. We had a great house, a great chapter. During that time our house mother got sick one day. And so I took over as house mother (laughs) and that was a wild time because at 10 o'clock, you know, all the girls and their boyfriends were hugging and saying goodbye and I had to tear them apart (laughs) and push them out the door. So that was a great part of being a member of the chapter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you didn't talk about how anybody was pulling you apart. No, pushing no. Pushing someone
1: out the <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs>
0: so, Peg, obviously that was the start of what is... An amazing journey for you. You were the first member that we awarded our 75 year member pin to. Yes.
1: Which is pretty phenomenal. I know. 75 years is a long time to be an AOPI, but I've loved every minute of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so we actually have a dear friend and sister sitting with us right here, Jesse Wayne Grimm, one of our international vice presidents. And Hello. Jesse is a member of our Phi Chi chapter. So she obviously has a very special connection to you because that is the chapter for which the, you are the person for which it is named.
1: Yes. Yes. University of Chicago. Yes. And I was there. You were? And got them all together. And we ended up with a wonderful chapter, but we had many struggles because the University of Chicago was not used to a Greek woman's organization, <laughs> and so it had to be indoctrinated right from the beginning. And, but it was. It was. Yes. yes. How many did we start out with?
0: Fifty-nine, right, I think. I think they, so. That 50 sounds 59. right. Yeah, that sounds so
1: well, that right, right. was good.
0: Well, and so, Jesse, you were not the chartering class, right. but you came shortly thereafter. Yes, correct. So I was there with all of those women as the...
2: Second, um, what pledge class? Yeah, we we'll called them pledges back then, not new right. members. But
0: yes, and so, so I guess my question is, like, I remember being a new member and seeing Peg at conventions and other wild AOPA events, right? Leadership institutes, regional meetings back in the day. Did you all realize who she was in our history? Like, did you understand that she was the Peg Crawford?
2: We did, and we, we claimed her as our own, even <laughs> though we knew that she's an iota, but she made us possible. And so we were always forever indebted to her, and we knew how special she was in our organization, and that she took the time on our campus to make us possible it's just some, It's a special feeling we'll never be able to quite describe. It was a beautiful thing.
1: It was. It was a it
2: wonderful beginning. Yes.
0: <laughs> now, Peg, were you international president when FICAI was established? Yes.
1: Yes, I was. Okay.
0: And so tell me, what years? 85 to
1: 89, I was president
2: Right. And they were installed in 85.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Great way to kick things off. Oh, right. Right. Yes. right. yes. So you have so many stories, I'm sure, over the years. But one of the things that I want you to talk about kind of predates maybe being international president for you, and that is about our founders.
1: Oh, yes. I'm probably, for a long time, uh, was the only person still alive who knew them and um Mary louise roller was a pat not a past and uh, not a founder but a past international president and uh she was she knew them all very well and so I sort of palled around with her and learned a lot about the founders from her and she always talked about you know, how wonderful they were and how they started uh, AOPI.
0: Is there anything about them that would surprise our members? Um,
1: Probably that they weren't like outstanding uh, people on their campus. Like they were were regular students and uh, they had a great friendship for each other and that's what inspired everyone, because they were just good friends and wanted to be friends and have lots of other people be friends with them.
0: <laughs> I wonder sometimes, we're now at 191,000 initiated members since uh, 1897. Oh my goodness. Like I wonder sometimes oh. if they ever would have or could have imagined. No,
1: never, never in a million years. You girls didn't even imagine your chapter would ever be big.
0: No. No, we didn't. <laughs> it was a little no.
1: chapter. We didn't. But, but we're, we're named for
2: you, and our chapter stands for personal commitment, and that is you, Peg, personal commitment. So seeing you meant anything was possible. Good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that means she's done it well. That's right. Now, Peg, you have a few stories, but, but, but one is not an AOPI story, and it's one of my favorite stories about you. And that is that you know a particular celebrity.
1: Oh, Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) (laughs) He and I went to high school together, and we played brother and sister in Young April. That was our high school play. (laughs) And we, we were very good friends, good pals. And my favorite story with him was, later they invited us back, Dick and I, to come for the first homecoming for that high school and so i got there that day for rehearsal for whatever we were going to do and dick was an hour late and when he walked in i said oh dick you are so talented but you're never going to get anywhere because you're always late So I think my friends remind me of that every once in a while. I would imagine that they do. Yes, but he was a delightful person, always was.
0: Okay, and you all started out doing this stage business that you do, but I think something people wouldn't realize is that you still do it. Oh, yes. Yes.
1: And I am in community theater in Palos Heights, Illinois, and I were doing... Uh, on Golden Pond.
0: Are you really? It's
1: starting in a month, March thirteenth. We're going to be performing for the first time for two weeks. But however, you may remember the movies made from uh, those shows.
0: Was it Katherine Hepburn? Maybe. No. No. Was it not her?
1: It was. It was uh, a smaller part. She. He was the big winner in that.
0: Really? Wow.
1: Okay. But Henry she, Fonda. Yes. yes. Oh,
0: yes, you are correct. Henry,
1: yes, Henry Fonda was a star. And the wife had very few lines. She wasn't in it at all. And I assumed that that's the part I would have because that's what I usually played were the wives, the older women. And uh, when the, we got there to audition, The director said to me, have you read the script? And I said, no. She said, well you are in every scene. The wife wife is in everything. She said, so many lines. You're gonna have to be learning lines and lines and lines. I said, oh forget it then. I'm not doing that part. And and she said, well the only other part in the play is the daughter. And of course with my gray hair and my (laughs) 93 years it was a little difficult to think of me as the daughter. And I said, Well, then I guess I can't be in it. And she said, Oh, no. We will write a part for you. So I am the
0: mailman's mother. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that they just wrote you into it. Yeah, you. right. As well they should. Now, okay, so we are right now seated in a lovely hotel room at the Cooper Institute in Dallas that our foundation has hosted for us this weekend. And part of that weekend was to bring something as part of an introduction. And that would share a little bit of insight about each of us. I used a Mardi Gras throw. It was my first throw I had ever caught at a Mardi Gras parade. You had something very interesting to share with us.
1: Oh, yes. I had Dorothy's Red Shoes from The Wizard of Oz. And my mother and I covered uh, shoes with a uh, red satin finish and bows on it and they were absolutely gorgeous and I was able to save them and so I brought them to the convention today to wear and show everyone the Dorothy's shoes. And
0: you wore them to breakfast. Yes. Yes you did. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about you today. <laughs> now so I will get back to a little bit of AOPI, but I think it's really amazing for our women to know that while our our true legends In AOPI, we always think that all you do and ever have done is AOPI, and you've done so many things out of it. I really wanted people to hear those stories. Uh But you have some really amazing AOPI stories. Oh, yes. One of them included a trip across the border that you share often at conventions and Leadership Institute storytelling times, but not all of our women get to go to that. So I would love for you to share this Story for them.
1: I, you know, the very ridiculous thing is I've kind of forgotten half of that story. I
2: <laughs> will <laughs> help you along, all right. Help me. All right, you were gonna go to a Canadian chapter. Ca- Calgary. 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 See, yeah. you knew that. Since you I
0: knew more that. than we do about it. Yeah. And you had to take, but there was something about you were taking all of the ritual equipment oh, and the right. badges. We couldn't mail I it. I remember right? it now.
1: Uh, the the, uh, Postal Division in Canada informed our headquarters that there would be no uh, AOPI mail, well, that kind of mail, allowed in uh, for a period of two or three weeks. Mm. And we were going to install a chapter in the next week. And so they said, oh, no, you can't bring all of that equipment in. And so headquarters sent it all to me. To sneak in however I could (laughs) possibly do so on the way we stopped at Winnipeg and I said to our girls what should I do and they said whatever you can so of course I hid it and I walked up to the fellow who was at the border and uh, he said do you have anything to declare and I said well I I have uh, a few things a little things and he, he looked at this gray-haired old lady and said, oh, go on in. So I did, except that when we got in, they announced that there was trouble with the aircraft, and we were going to have to come back and go in again. And I said, can we stay out here and sit on the runway? And they said, sure. So we sat for an hour in the cold mm. on the Canadian runway, but finally the, we were allowed to leave, and we did get in, and they did get initiated. Well, <laughs> but and- hey,
2: what were you wearing when you got off the plane?
1: What was? I? Oh, I had put all the pins on a chain and hung it around my neck. And so when I got off the plane the advisor was there waiting for me and she looked at me and said well and I pulled away my sweater and showed this necklace of AO pie pins 59 (laughs) of them (laughs) and she just shook her head (laughs) and we went right on through I did tell my daughter about it and I said ahead of time and her boyfriend was there and I said, I'm going to take this necklace over the border. Do you think I will be able to do that? And they said, looks like 59 AO5 pins <laughs> to me. <laughs> but, uh, but we did. We got it there.
0: Oh. that That's is wonderful yes mm-hmm. it's um, I you know I just in this day and age things are so very different I wonder if I would be able to slip across the border undetected with 59 <laughs> maybe you need
2: acting experience yeah. right, which I do not have you're correct
0: Peg tell me because you are now 75 years strong into this I mean obviously that speaks to sisterhood for a lifetime Everything you do inspires ambition. I mean, we are, um, for those who have not had the benefit of attending an international convention, we do a really neat thing during one of the luncheons and we everyone starts to stand. And if you've been there for one convention, if this is your first, you sit down and you get to the second and third and fifth and you start to get into the tens and the fifteens and the people like Jesse and myself tend to sit down a little bit. and. And then you know for the last several you have been the last remaining woman in the room that has been to the most conventions yes. that present right like right. in our history so if there was something you would really want all of our women who hear this to know what would that be
1: well i do think that kind of commitment of being there for everybody year after year convention after convention it eventually means something to everyone <laughs> <laughs> and they finally take it up and probably work a little harder for AOPI and all they believed in in this group and what a wonderful organization it is when they see somebody that's been doing it for so many years and staying with it and I think that's sort of it inspires them, I hope, to continue doing whatever they've been doing. And we have so many people that do wonderful things to, uh, for our cause, for Arthritis Foundation, for AOPI, for everyone. So I think that's it. Just stick with it.
0: (laughs) I think that is the perfect way to end this. And on behalf of all of us, know how much you are loved and how much you inspire. And for everyone out there, if you have a question, email me at coffeetalkama at iCloud.com. And until next time, thank you for listening.